What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And over the next few days, I'm going to be going through my positional dynasty rankings. So today I'm going to be going through my top 30 quarterbacks. Then over the next three days, it'll be running backs, wide receivers, and then tight ends. But today it is going to be my top 30 dynasty fantasy football quarterbacks. And let's just jump right into the rankings. I'm not going to go super in depth on every single player, but I will kind of focus in on a few players that I actually have higher than consensus. And to kind of get a reference of Dynasty ADP, I'm using Keep Trade Cut. It's kind of like a crowdsourced ADP. So you go onto the site, they give you three players or like picks also, and then you keep one, trade one, cut another. So it basically takes everyone's answers and kind of forms a solid ADP. It's not perfect because, you know, some leagues are going to be more serious, others are more casual, but I feel like it's probably the best thing we have out there. So that's going to be my reference point. But let's jump into it at number one. I have Josh Allen. I feel like this is pretty consensus. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Can't go wrong with either of those two players. Number three, Justin Herbert. I feel like those three are pretty locked in in most people's rankings. They're just these young stud quarterbacks who are going to be dominating for a very, very long time. I think I'm a little bit higher than consensus on Lamar Jackson. I have him here at number four. For me, he just has a ceiling that is unmatched. So that's what I'm going to be going with there at number four. Number five, this is going to be the first player I'm going to dive into a little bit deeper, and that is Deshaun Watson. So he is going as QB7 on keep trade cut. So he's my QB5, not a huge difference. But when we're talking about like overall, Deshaun Watson is like a fringe first round pick. He's going as the 12th overall player. For me, I would be taking him inside the top six, even though he may receive a suspension this year. Like that is a short term thing. That is not a long-term problem. We're talking about Dynasty. Deshaun Watson is going to be on your roster for a very, very long time. So like a potential, you know, four, six, eight-game suspension doesn't really change him in my rankings at all because when Deshaun Watson is on the field, he is a truly special quarterback. We have a four-year sample size of him as a starting quarterback. In his fantasy football seasons, he has averaged 24.1, 20.7, 21.3, and 23.1 points per game. Just dominant, dominant numbers there. You know he's going to be a lock to be a mid to high-end QB1 every single season, and he is still very young at 26 years old. He gives you that very balanced production between his arm and his legs. He's kind of in this tier, like in between your Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herberts. He's going to give you more rushing production than those guys, not quite as much as like your Lamar Jacksons, your Kyler Murrays, your Jalen Hurts. But he's in that range where he is still giving you a pretty high ceiling because of that rushing production. Looking back at the 2020 season, remember that Texans team was brutal. That year, he threw for 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. In his three full seasons, got injured uh, his rookie year, I believe he tore his ACL. But in his three full seasons, he has rushed for over 400 yards in all of them. So that mobility is totally there. He really just has everything you'd be looking for in an elite QB1. And if you can get him like back end of a first round in like a dynasty startup, I think that is fantastic value for Deshaun Watson. Now moving on at number six, I have Kyler Murray, another dual threat guy, young quarterback who gives you that rushing upside. Number seven, Joe Burrow, probably a little bit lower on him than consensus. For me, you know, I think he's a stud quarterback. He just doesn't give you the ceiling of any of these players ahead of him, right? He is never going to be as mobile 
as a Justin Herbert or Deshaun Watson. So that's why he comes in here at number seven. No hate to him. You know, he's going to be dominant for a very long time. Number eight, Dak Prescott, kind of in a tier after these guys. He is just a little bit older than, you know, your Joe Burrows, your Kyler Murrays, all of those players. Then here at 9, 10, and 11, this is where I have all these sophomore quarterbacks. So number nine, I have Trey Lance, number 10, Trevor Lawrence, and number 11, Justin Fields. Trey Lance comes in at number nine, just because I think he has elite upside with his rushing, and he's currently in a very solid situation with the 49ers. All he needs to do is win that starting job. Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to come around. He was a generational prospect. I'm not going to, you know, totally tank his value after one rough year. I mean, and we're being honest, the roster around him was not good. The coaching was obviously brutal. So I'm expecting a much better year from him. I want to talk about Justin Fields here as my quarterback 11. On keep trade cut, he is going off the board as the QB 13. So not a huge difference in terms of the quarterback position, but he's going 20 spots after Trevor Lawrence. For me, I just think, you know, there's too big of a difference there. They're very close together in my overall rankings. And for Fields, I don't think he's going to be, you know, great for fantasy this season, but I'm just betting on his long-term talent because heading into the season 2022, his supporting cast is just not good. So he may struggle once again, but if Justin Fields hits as like a good NFL uh, quarterback, he's going to be a high-end fantasy QB1 for a very, very long time. He's a mobile quarterback, good arm talent. At only 23 years old, he's going to have every opportunity to be the Bears' long-term number one. The reason why the Bears have no one around him is because they burned a lot of draft capital to bring him in. So he is going to need to be the guy. And I'm just a believer in his talent. So that's why he's here at number 11. Number 12 kind of breaks up all these very young quarterbacks with Russell Wilson. And then at number 13, I have Zach Wilson. I'm much higher on Zach Wilson than consensus. You know, I do think there's a pretty solid fall off from Russell Wilson uh, to Zach Wilson, but I think Wilson is currently being overlooked as he's being drafted as the quarterback 16. Just remember a year ago, he was the number two pick in the draft. The Jets are building around him very, very well. They're doing everything in their power to help him succeed. They're bringing in weapons around him. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, a solid O-line. These guys are all going to progress and get better as a unit. And if Zach Wilson hits, this is going to be a very solid offense. He's only 22 years old. I do think this year is going to be very, very telling for Zach Wilson's future. You know, he doesn't have the excuse of a guy like Justin Fields or maybe even Trevor Lawrence who don't have a ton going on around them. So if they struggle, you can still kind of rationalize it. But Zach Wilson has some talent around him. So we do need to see, you know, a jump here. But if he can make that jump, he is going to be a value here at QB 13. Now, moving on to the number 14 ranking, this is where I have at Jalen Hurts. I'm lower on Jalen Hurts than consensus. I believe for redraft, I'm very, very high on him. Honestly, considering moving him ahead of both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes for redraft, long-term, I just don't know if he's going to be a good enough NFL quarterback to hold down a starting job, maybe even past this season. But like, do I think he's a four, five, six-year starter? I just don't see it. So I think he's more of kind of a short-term rental option for win now teams, but who knows, you know, if he does somehow end up being a very good NFL quarterback, he could be a fantasy stud for a very, very long time. 15, we have Matthew Stafford, definitely on the older end, but he's going to be giving you QB1 production for at least the next few years. 16, we have Mac Jones, probably the most impressive real life NFL quarterback, 
from the uh, 2021 quarterback class. Doesn't have much of a ceiling for fantasy football because he essentially has no rushing upside. But I think, you know, he could be a solid QB2 for a very long time for fantasy. Number 17, Derek Carr. Definitely looking really solid the next few years with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, all of those guys together. Kind of like, you know, a Kirk Cousins-esque player. Probably never going to be like a mid to high-end QB1, but could totally slot in for some uh, back-end at QB1 seasons. Number 18, this is where I have Tua. This is kind of a tough call because they're building around him. Haven't seen a ton out of him that makes me super confident, you know, in him for the future. But if he does hit, he would definitely be a value here at QB 18. Number 19, we have Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of tough to evaluate some of these players who seem to be close to retirement. I believe he signed a four-year deal this offseason. Don't think that means he has to play, you know, all four of those seasons. But for a guy who was kind of close to considering retirement, it's tough to rank him any higher than this. But for however long he plays, he's going to be giving you, you know, back-end QB1 with the weapons he has now, back-end QB1, you know, high-end QB2 numbers. And if he can get some better weapons, I mean, he has been like a high-end QB1 option the last two years. So Aaron Rodgers comes in here at number 19. Then at number 20, Kirk Cousins, just a very consistent, you know, high-end QB2 year in and year out. So if he's like, you know, your QB2 option for Dynasty, you probably feel pretty solid about that. After Kirk, I have Kenny Pickett here at 21. Maybe a little bit lower than consensus here on Kenny Pickett, but I feel like his fantasy ceiling is probably a guy like Kirk Cousins. So if Kenny Pickett's ceiling is Kirk Cousins, even though he's younger, I'd rather just take the consistency of Kirk Cousins, even if it's for like five, six years, than bet on Kenny Pickett kind of reaching that ceiling. 22, we have at Davis Mills. Pretty impressive uh, rookie season last year with not a lot going on around him. Don't know how he does long-term, but I feel like this is a solid ranking for him. At 23, I have Daniel Jones, and I'm higher on consensus than Daniel Jones. He's being drafted as the QB 28, and I'm not even like a big Daniel Jones guy. Never really was a huge fan of him. I wasn't over the moon with him as a prospect, but I just feel like he should be going ahead of like these third-round rookies who are going ahead of him on keep trade cut, and even some other veteran quarterbacks. He's definitely struggled in his first three seasons as a starter. I could see a jump in production here in 2022. If we're being honest, the last three years, he just has not been set up for success. Now you have Brian Dable coming in. He's probably going to be playing with his best set of weapons, assuming they can stay healthy. There's a lot of talented players on that Giants offense. They were just all out of the lineup last year. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out here. But he has enough mobility to give you some solid rushing production. A decent floor there with his legs. And at 24 years old, I'd rather be betting on Daniel Jones having a solid season here, getting an extension, and he could become a long-term starter as opposed to going after other guys in this range who may never even get the opportunity to start or older players who kind of could be out of a starting job within the next few seasons. So that is why I have Daniel Jones here at 23. Right after him, it's going to be Tom Brady here at 24. For Brady, I'm kind of just looking at this as a one-year rental. I don't think he plays past this season, but this year you're going to be getting a mid-tier quarterback one. So if you're a contender, you probably value him a little bit you know, more highly. If you're a rebuilding team, really has no use on your roster. So just very dependent on what kind of team you have. 25, I have Ryan Tannehill. I do think he has the potential to be a high-end QB2. Did not look great last year. They draft Malik Willis. I don't know, just kind of lukewarm here on Ryan Tannehill. 
Just not a lot of upside there. 26, we have Jameis Winston. I think I'm lower on Jameis Winston than most. Just kind of like we're looking at his situation. He failed with the Bucks, had every opportunity to perform, even had some talented wide receiver rooms. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin could not produce with those guys. The Saints really did like everything in their power to bring in another quarterback this offseason. They were in on Deshaun Watson. They were in on some other guys, I am pretty sure. I think Russell Wilson, they were, you know, kicking the tires on. They end up bringing back Jameis. So maybe he gets a few years there. Just not really high on him and his future. 27 and 28, Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. We'll see if these guys get opportunities to start. 29, Matt Ryan. Probably going to give you decent QB2 production for two, three years. We'll see how long he is there with the Colts, but he is definitely close to the end. And then at 30, Baker Mayfield. Right now, he is currently a backup for the Browns. Will likely be cut or traded. He was the first overall pick, so there's something there. We just have to see, you know, where he lands and can he kind of turn it around with his second NFL team. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 30 dynasty quarterbacks. Let me know what you guys think about these rankings down below in the comment section. And then make sure you guys check out the videos over the next few days where I go through running backs, wide receivers, and then the tight ends. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.